Hello everyone. It has been a very long time since I have recorded a podcast episode. Um, and I kind of just wanted to go into detail as to why I haven't been uploading um, you know, on this podcast in such a long time. I think it's been since like the end of June, early July maybe. Oh wait. It's been since my high school graduation. And that was in June. That was like the second week of June. That's crazy to me. Wow. Okay. Well, it's been a while. And this episode in itself is just going to be a catch up. I'm going to catch you up on my life, what's been going on, because honestly, that's kind of what is on my mind right now is just what's happened between high school graduation and now. You know, it's been a roller coaster. Um, If you guys haven't listened in on my podcast before, you guys are new and just kind of discovering this podcast. Um, I kind of talk about a little bit of everything on here. I have talked about some political issues in the past. I've talked about certain things um, just about like the mind and just navigating certain things in life and this episode is gonna kind of be a combination of that in a sense I do also talk about books on here um this episode I'm not really gonna be talking about books since uh reading really has not been a part of what I've been up to since June I have not had a lot of time to read um yeah so instead of rambling we can just get into this episode it's been a while since I've also sat down just in front of a microphone and just have talked so I might be a little bit rusty might have to take a few more pauses than I normally do normally I can film like 15-20 minute segments of this podcast without having to pause or do anything but this one I might have to take a little bit of a step back and really uh conjure up my thoughts so I know what I'm saying is clear but without further ado I am just going to kind of give you a catch-up into what I've been doing since I graduated from high school okay so if you guys haven't listened to my other podcast episodes you guys would not have known that I had an injury that I was dealing with back in May And this injury continued to be prominent in my everyday life up until the middle of July. Um, At the time that I filmed the podcast episode, I did not know exactly what my injury was. I didn't get like a diagnosis or whatever you want to call it. I didn't know exactly what I injured. But now looking at it in October, November, when you guys are listening to this, but... um, I found out about the week after graduation, it was during senior week, and I was on the phone, or no, 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 this was a different conversation that I had on the phone with my mom, but it was actually when I was at home the night that I got back from senior week, my friend's mom drove us both back from uh, New Jersey, Um, I live in a state that borders New Jersey, um, And we were just driving back. It was like an hour and a half, two hours to get back home. And 
I walk in through the door and I was supposed to go to Colorado to play in this softball international type tournament. I'm Italian, so I was going to play with a bunch of people in the United States that are also of Italian um, descent, like they're either like dual citizens or they have parents or grandparents that are citizens of Italy as well. If you guys didn't know, my dad was born in Italy. He is an Italian citizen. I am also looking forward to getting um, a dual citizenship at some point in my life, hopefully in the next couple of years that's off topic but anyway um so I got home and I was like well you know I needed to know what was going on with the injury because I was supposed to leave in another like week and a half to go to Denver Colorado to play in this softball international national really this national tournament And that's when my parents told me that I sprained my ACL and that I would be out for another, like, two months. And up to that point, I was already injured for about three weeks. Um, But then at that point, they recommended that I started physical therapy. So I went to physical therapy from the middle of June to about the middle of July. So that was about, like, five-ish weeks that I was doing physical therapy. Um, I did that about two to three times a week. I actually was doing a little bit of therapy, physical therapy while I was still in school, but then I upped the amount that I was doing it so I could try to, um, reduce the amount of time that I had to actually spend recovering from the injury without like overdoing it, but not like letting it linger. Um, the sprained ACL that I had was a minor degree. It wasn't super major, but it wasn't also like non-existent like it was it was obvious that I was having a hard time walking there were certain movements that I couldn't do and that's pretty much what the rehab was for and basically two months of rest recovery rehab and I was cleared in like the middle late July like July 20th ish let's say (laughs) around that time anyway Um, So that was one thing that I was dealing with over the summer and during that time I just felt kind of unmotivated to do a lot of things. Like I remember during those months I was literally just scrolling through TikTok. I would make my TikToks for my BookTok account. I would scroll through Twitter but I wouldn't really post anything. I would read a little bit but it wasn't as much as I normally did, you know, like in the earlier parts of 2022 and it just really wasn't a good time and that's kind of why I made that TikTok video not TikTok video why I made the podcast episode talking about like the relationship between injuries and burnout because that's exactly what I was feeling at that time in late May early June and it just kind of continued and it prospered and it just grew the entire time in June and July and it just made me like I said not want to do anything and Also, on top of that, another reason why I didn't um, upload any podcast episodes during June and July and August was um, because I wasn't able to go on the trip to Colorado, which was supposed to be like my last big thing before college since I started college in late August. Um, I couldn't go to Colorado. So I was at home and bored and you know it was really dejecting knowing that I wasn't gonna be able to go to Colorado it would have been my second year doing it I would have been able to see some friends that I met from out west and everything it would have been nice to see them all again and have that one 
like last opportunity to you know play for Italy you know it's a really great opportunity to play for like a country and even though that it's like a lesser scale it's just like this tournament in Colorado but it was still cool because we still had to send like tryout videos we had to like make the team then we got to practice with the team and it was just a super super fun experience and we played against some really talented players back in 2021 and I was super excited to get that experience again in 2022 leading into college but obviously that didn't happen so I also really wanted to go on a road trip over the summer, but I knew that if we were going to Colorado, that it wasn't in the budget to do the Colorado trip and a road trip, since that would be super expensive to do all of that in one summer. But since we weren't doing the Colorado trip anymore, my mom was like, hey, we might be able to do this road trip since, you know, you're injured, you're not going to be playing softball anyway, so it's not like you're going to be missing out on any tournaments or yada, yada, yada. I um, wasn't working at this point in time since I was starting to get ready for college. I stopped working um, in the middle of June and then dealing with the injury. I just figured it wasn't um, beneficial for me to just work and then continuously strain my knee more. So I was just like, I stopped working. um, So I really wasn't doing anything. So if you guys didn't know, which you guys probably don't, since I don't talk about sports a lot like in general I know I talk about softball a little bit but that's because I play it but I don't really talk about sports that I enjoy watching but um you guys don't know this but I am a huge Dallas Cowboys fan which for me is honestly a little unfortunate considering that I live in the northeastern part of the United States which um if you guys know about football conferences the Dallas Cowboys are in a conference with the Washington Commanders the Philadelphia Eagles and the New York Giants which are all in the northeast parts of the United States so a lot of people don't like the fact that me and my family are Dallas Cowboys fans however it's always been my dream to visit Dallas to just visit Texas as a state I don't know honestly like there's no one particular reason as to why I've had such a dream or a attachment to Texas as a state I guess it's just because that through football through watching these games I've found like a sense of an outlet in a way like for some people they have certain outlets reading is one of mine some people do art some people Uh, like to create or listen to a lot of music you know people have their outlets and for sure uh, the NFL and watching those games every single Sunday or Thursday Monday whatever the case may be those games were my outlet so I guess that in a sense gave me a particular want and dream to go to Texas however that was very hard considering that I have such a busy schedule with sports and then having to deal with just a lot of stuff at home it was never really in the picture but as my brother's gotten older and we are able to kind of more um easily able to kind of navigate his own disability like when we were younger we couldn't really travel a lot because of my brother's autism it was just not really in the picture because of all of the accommodating factors that would have to go into it but through the resources that my brother has and seeing a tss every week it's made it a lot easier for us to travel and also just the fact that i had this injury kind of got rid of this time restraint and then we also didn't really have to worry about budgeting since we already had a budget for um 
like a week and a half trip built into like our financing because I was supposed to go to Colorado. And I guess like a lot of you guys might be wondering why in the world were you or are you a Dallas Cowboys fan? And honestly, I don't have a straight up answer for you because it really just stems from my parents. My dad, he was born in Italy. His parents are from Italy. His whole family is from Italy. They immigrated when my dad was kind of young. Um, a, a majority, like a vast majority of my dad's life has been in the United States. Uh, he moved here at a pretty young age, obviously, not voluntarily. He had no control over it, but he moved to the United States and he moved to, you know, an area around the Northeast. So, it would have made sense for him to, you know, be a football fan of one of the teams in the East. But the way that my dad took it was when he was moving here, it was, you know, the 1970s, 1980s, when he was really growing up and watching this football. Um, so, like, when he was a teen, it was, like, the early 80s, late 70s, and the Dallas Cowboys sucked. They were horrible. And one thing about my dad is that, like, he always liked rooting for the inevitable he always wanted to pick the person or the thing that seemed like it had a least likely of a chance because everyone overlooked them. So in a sense, my dad always liked the underdog, but he saw potential in the underdog. He didn't just root for any underdog. He rooted for that person that seems like they wouldn't be successful, but ultimately they are. And it's like he has a knack for that sort of perspective. Like he has an eye for looking for that next talent that was overlooked and in a sense that was the Dallas Cowboys because you know 10 years later they win three Super Bowls in the 90s and it's just like crazy that you know he just saw a team that basically was a laughing stock of the NFL in the 80s because they were bad all of a sudden they now have three additional Super Bowls to add to their history and you know my mom was never particularly into football, so when she met my dad in the Northeast, she kind of just went onto that bandwagon of just joining my dad and being a Cowboys fan because she didn't really have any particular attachments to any teams, even though she was from the Northeast as well. And then this is where the growth of my like parents' love for the Cowboys comes in. My mom and my dad, they moved to a like small little city in Oklahoma for about three years and when they were there they were only about four hours from the old uh cowboy stadium I believe I think it might have just been called Texas Stadium I don't remember 100% but um basically they were uh, they were in a very reasonable driving distance to the stadium so they went to a lot of games when they lived there it happened to be during the 90s dynasty so my parents were able to see some of the incredible playoff games that happened during that time i even believe that they saw the 1992 um nfc championship game which is just incredible i wish i could have had the opportunity to see that live Granted, I wasn't alive, but still, it just seems like an incredible opportunity to be able to do that. That's just such a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Obviously, my parents haven't done that since, like, have been to a game of such high importance and prominence to, you know, a sports team. But 
Ever since then, they lived in Oklahoma during that 90s dynasty time for the Cowboys. And I think it just ultimately just continued their, you know, commitment to rooting for the Cowboys and just continuing all that. Eventually, they ended up moving back to the Northeast in the mid to late 90s. And then we fast forward to when me and my brother were born in the early 2000s. And I guess just ever since then, we were just raised in a Cowboys household. It honestly never really occurred to me until I started going to school that I'm not rooting for the quote-unquote right team because I'm just from this area. I don't know, but to me, I feel like when when you're rooting for a team, it doesn't necessarily have to be the team that you're local to because just because you're local to somewhere doesn't mean that it's the team you connect with. You know, certain teams have certain values and certain players and it's just like a tradition within your own family. It doesn't necessarily mean that you just have to like the team that's local to you. Um, you know, it's just, it's, it, it goes, I guess, like back and forth just between like I see other people's points where they're like oh well you're you're local to the northeast you know why don't you like this team there's one team in particular that I live um very very close to that a lot of people would always just hate on me for not liking this team growing up and instead rooting for the Cowboys but it was just always in my family the tradition was to root for the Cowboys and ever since I was young I found such a fascination and when I was younger that was the era of Tony Romo of Des Bryant of DeMarco Murray and you know seeing those players and Jason Witten for example like those were the players that were prominent those were the characters that I grew those attachment towards because those were who my parents like showed me to but I think even without but like my parents also never put this pressure on me to like the Cowboys you know, they would put on the Eagles games, but me and my brother were just never attached to those players. We weren't attached to that mission that the Eagles had. Me and my brother always watched the Cowboys games. We wanted to watch the Cowboys games. We wanted Cowboys gear, even though it was pretty hard to get it unless we ordered it from the Dallas Cowboys website itself. Um, you know, all of that. We had that attachment and then we had that tradition where every Sunday or Thursday, Monday, whatever day of the week the Cowboys played, like that was just a tradition where we sat down on the couch. We had a bunch of football snacks, as we would call them, which was basically just crackers and cheese because we love ourselves some crackers and cheese, sometimes some frozen pizza, depending on the time of the day that they played. Um, And that was our Sunday or whatever day it was. But like, it was just that tradition of being able to sit down on the couch every Sunday that was what gave me the attachment to the Cowboys which all of this the reason why I'm telling you guys these stories of my childhood and relationship to the Dallas Cowboys not because I'm trying to be like oh well you know I'm like so I'm not like other people for you know liking a team that's not local to my area that wasn't the point I wasn't trying to be different that wasn't my intentions growing up obviously I was a four-year-old kid rooting for Des Bryant on the screen you know I wasn't trying to be like oh well I'm just gonna root for the Cowboys because they're the rivals of the team I should be rooting for like it wasn't in some sort of protest it was just what I grew up doing and it was the attachments that I created to certain players and it still happens to me to this day I love the mission and everything that the Dallas Cowboys stand for and now there's even new players that I root for I mean you have CeeDee Lamb I love CeeDee Lamb I like Trayvon Diggs Micah Parsons they're they're the new faces of the current day Dallas Cowboys and I love what they do 
everything that they stand for, the way that they go into every week to play their games, their work ethic. And as an athlete, I take that to heart. I love seeing what they do. I see it on their social medias. I listen to the podcasts every week on certain shows on YouTube and stuff. That's what I love. And that's why it was always my dream to go to the new Cowboys Stadium, not the ones that my parents went to, but the new one, AT&T Stadium. This was a stadium that was built, I believe, in the early 2000s as well. So my parents have never been to the stadium since the last time that they were at a Dallas Cowboys game was, I believe, 1995 or 1994. I'm not exactly sure what year, but it was somewhere in the middle 90s range. So that was when they were at the old stadium, which I still believe is called or was called Texas Stadium. Don't quote me on that. I'm not 100% sure. I'm not like a complete NFL slash Cowboys history whiz here, but um, I do know a little bit of stuff, you know, but it was my dream to go to AT&T Stadium. I wanted to finally bring what has always kind of moved me forward in sports and what has given me such an outlet for all these years. I wanted to see it in person. It's like, I wanted to put a face to this name that I've been like believing in for all of these years. For 18 years, I have used this team as an outlet, as a way of enjoyment, as a way of just putting together like this new passion of watching football and learning more about it because I just love sports. I love analyzing these plays. I just love watching players do what they love to do. It's something I've always loved. So I wanted to go to the stadium because I wanted to see Dallas. I wanted to see the environment because I knew that Dallas was finally going to be an area where I could wear a Dallas Cowboy shirt. I could wear Dallas merch and not like have to fear just getting all of those stupid side remark comments about, oh, why do you root for the Cowboys and all of that garbage that I didn't want to deal with. Me and my parents now, we just have a joke where when we're Obviously, because we're back here in the Northeast, it's still where we live to this day, where we're like, man, if we were to put a Dallas Cowboys magnet on our car, our tires would get slashed. If we went to, you know, a Giants game or an Eagles game, our tires would get slashed. So now it's just like an inside joke. We know our tires won't, well, mm, for the most part, we know our tires won't get slashed, but it's just like a nice joke for us to make it lighthearted because we know that we're technically in the wrong area to be supporting the team that we support. But what I've learned through all these years is that there is no wrong area because with me, I found like a home, like it's like a second home in my brain to support this team. So obviously you can never be in the wrong area to be supporting a part of yourself. You know, the, the Cowboys, as much as they're a part of this world, they're also a part of what makes me me and what makes me me can never be in the wrong place. All of this together, like I've said multiple times is why I wanted to go to AT&T Stadium. It was much more than just a trip to me. To me, this partially made my life complete in a sense. Obviously, there's still a couple things that I want to do, like on like a quote-unquote lifelong bucket list of things that I want to do that I believe will put my entire life into perspective and really make me me and what I want to accomplish in this life and completing what I know my goals and dreams are. But this was definitely one of those major like building blocks to where I want to go because I think that this really um, further helped me realize that like Texas 
is a place where I do want to go. Because when I was there for those three days, it was only three days. In in the grand scheme of things, three days out of 18 years is nothing. But what I will say is that I've never smiled so much. I've never made so many connections of just talking to people that I've never met and having great conversations of just everything and nothing at the same time. And just like being happy with where I am and not feeling like this embarrassment of who I root for. It really felt like I was finally at home. And then seeing the stadium and just, it was so impressive and seeing what Jerry Jones has now made the Cowboys into. Jerry Jones is um, the current owner of the Dallas Cowboys. And then when we go to the star in Frisco and we saw the the um, Ring of Honor walk and just all of those incredible players who have basically shaped the Dallas Cowboys franchise and just seeing all of that, I'm like, wow, like, that you turned this place into such an incredible opportunity for so many people and some of the foundations that the Cowboys donate to um it's just it's incredible I can't remember the one the one foundation that um the Cowboys donate to but it's an incredible foundation I just I can't remember for the life of me what it's called right now but yeah, I'm not going to waste too much time trying to think back and remember what um, this um, foundation is called that they donate to. But um, it's just great. Everything that they stand for, seeing the stadium and seeing because on the tour, we actually learned this fun fact. Most stadiums have poles or things that are in the way at multiple locations in order to keep the stadium, um, you know, standing especially if they're a stadium that is a closed stadium so the the AT&T stadium is a dome stadium meaning that the top of like the roof can basically be opened or closed so the way that AT&T stadium is built it has this huge gray arch with tons of just complicated infrastructure but the way that it's built it makes it so there's no poles or nothing in the way of the seats in the rows so every single seat no matter where you're at in the stadium you will not have your view obstructed by any type of pole or any type of thing that can be in your way which I think is really valuable because no matter what ticket you have whether you have private seats in those lounges or whether you have um sitting tickets right at the you know the right near where the field is or if you're up at the top in the standing room only no matter where you are in that stadium everyone can see the game i also love the fact that they have a gigantic jumbotron which makes watching the games just so much easier because you have this gigantic screen so you can see what you're watching and it's just absolutely incredible seeing all of that and learning some of that fun facts and some of the amazing artwork that they have in there some of the pictures that they have displayed it just it really connects all like the entire history of the team and that is what I absolutely loved about Dallas because while obviously all 32 teams in the NFL have their own traditions and I'm sure I have wonderful pictures and wonderful stadiums. I've only been to one stadium, being AT&T Stadium now. But 
the way that the Cowboys advertise their history, they are proud of all of these successful moments, but they also backtrack towards the moments that weren't successful. And I think just seeing that back and forth and really just cultivating this entire history and making basically the Cowboys franchise an entire like culture for people almost is just absolutely phenomenal. And I feel like that I've found a place in watching football. And that's what this trip to Dallas meant to me. It was a very enlightening experience, and I really felt like I finally was able to put um, a home into a tangible place, somewhere where I know that I can go to now because I finally was able to see it with my own eyes. It's no longer just a place that I'm seeing on my TV screen through pixels, but now I can actually see it in my mind because I have pictures there and I I saw it with my eyes which is just an unforgettable experience especially when it's a place that means as much to you as AT&T Stadium means to me. Alright, so this was supposed to be an entire catch-up episode and obviously not just about football. I know that basically all of my listeners here are not like some super avid sports fans. A lot of you guys probably listen to me because of the opinions and conversations that I offer towards um, certain things regarding mental health or just certain things that we deal deal with in life. Or just because you guys are readers, just like I am, and we're just trying to make a community together. And that's, you know, the majority of my listeners are people that fall under that category. But I thought that I would just talk a little bit more about the other parts of myself since I'm not just a reader and I'm not just what my emotions are so I thought I wanted to just tap in a little bit into what some of my other interests are which also kind of led into a conversation just about my childhood a little bit but again this is a catch-up so I wanted to talk about everything that I've done basically since I graduated high school um I talked a little bit about obviously the road trip uh Dallas was just one of our destinations but we also went to a bunch of different other Oh my gosh, that made no sense. We went to a bunch of other states. We went to other like touristy locations and just places in the US, which was also incredible. Although nothing will top Dallas. Oh my gosh, I really need to stop bringing it all back to Dallas. But anyway, um, I also basically the week after I graduated, I think I touched upon this, but I also I went to... Um, what are like in the United States we have this thing called senior week which is normally just a week where our entire like senior class just goes to the beach um and New Jersey is the state that's closest to us with good beaches so we went there um and that was a really fun experience with my friends granted I was injured the whole time so I couldn't really go into the ocean or anything but it was just a nice experience to kind of be away from home experience the beach um I just kind of tanned We also got some ice cream, had some fun, made some good memories. We had also an amazing PowerPoint night, which was super, super fun. But that pretty much just encompasses everything that I've done then. And then basically a week and a half later, which was when I was supposed to go to Denver, which is when we ended up taking the road trip. So we got back from the road trip. So now we're back to kind of where I left off. We got back from the road trip the day before 4th of July. So then I had 4th of July. We just kind of... um, met up with some family, just had dinner, 
yada yada that was kind of it and then I just continued going to rehab for about another week and a half and then we're up to about like July 15th ish middle of July and I finally got cleared to play um so that weekend I ended up going to Connecticut with my softball team to um play I didn't play too too much since I obviously was just getting back from injury so played a couple of innings in the infield had a few at bats just to get back into the swing of things everything was eh, all right but again I was expecting to be rusty having not played in like two and a half months um and then I played the next weekend did a little bit better did a little bit more and then the following weekend we had a tournament in Delaware and I played I really felt like I was starting to get back to that 100% that I was at before I left. Even though it was three weeks, I really put everything I had into those two weeks that I did have of training. Um, Getting back into the swing of things, getting good reps in the field, getting good reps for pitching and hitting and everything. And I was able to do really well in that tournament in Delaware. I think we ended up getting third place in the tournament, um, which kind of stinks. We were kind of hoping to get into the championship game, but we didn't. We lost by one run. Um in the game that we lost so we got third place which is still really good obviously nothing to be ashamed about um but yeah I mean I had a really good performance I was proud of what our team was able to do the few weekends obviously that I saw um all of us together and everything so that was super fun so after that that was like the first weekend of August I believe was our last tournament so then obviously I kind of said goodbye to all of my travel teammates since most of us were seniors meaning that it was our last year of high school basically so all of us would be starting college in the in the fall aka late August um so now we're in August and my brother's birthday is August 1st we ended up having a little celebration like two weeks after um, on a random Saturday. The reason why we did it two weeks after was because we were in that tournament in Delaware when it was my brother's actual birthday and we just weren't able to get like a cohesive group together for a party. So we ended up doing it two weeks later and um, uh, some of my friends came and then some of my family came. We had like a nice little party. It was almost a party of just like, oh, well, the people that are leaving for college, we kind of got to see each other one last time, just have some fun. And then also just to celebrate my brother's 17th birthday, which is also super, super fun. Um, and then the rest of August was pretty much just me kind of packing up for college, buying all of my dorm stuff and kind of just getting situated and prepared for college. Um, you know, I'm playing softball still at my university, so I obviously was still kind of training and trying to keep up and being in shape for, you know, the softball that I would be playing. Um, since we do have a fall schedule, even though our sport is played in the spring, we played four games in the fall. We did two doubleheaders against other schools, um, which was really fun. Um, but yeah, other than that, we just practice uh, four-ish days a week um, just to keep ourselves, you know, in shape, get ready for the spring season, get stronger, um, work on our mechanics and all of that fun fun stuff definitely not as fun as playing but it's stuff you gotta do you know to make sure that you're at the place where you need to be at for the season so that was kind of August and then I also talked a little bit about what I did for softball here um at college slash university so far in September and October um in terms of how college is actually going honestly I feel like a lot of high schools lie about the difficulty of your first semester at college is um 
your first semester, you're most likely going to be taking basically all gen ed or 100 level classes. And again, don't listen to me if you're not from the United States, because that means that this probably won't apply because your college slash university system is going to be definitely different than the way the United States does it from a couple of the European and Canadian friends that I do have. But um, if you are from the United States, your first semester, you're going to basically be taking intro level classes, gen ed classes, which basically are just classes that you're kind of required to take to graduate. Um, they're they're normally going to be your intro, like basic level classes. And they're honestly probably going to remind you a lot of high school classes. Um, like I'm in an intro to psychology class right now, which is called Psych 100. Well, it's called um, Introduction to Psychology, but it's Psych 100 is like the abbreviation name. Um, but basically like that class is basically almost a repeat of my psychology class in high school and then we take like I have this public speaking class I took a public speaking elective in high school and it literally feels like the same exact thing again but like uh, that that's basically what it feels like so your your first semester of college I feel like is not going to be as difficult as a lot of your high school teachers make it out to be and I'm not going to say that it's going to be easy either but like you're you're gonna have to put effort into the classes but it's definitely not gonna be like you're up until 4 a.m studying every night because your classes are so difficult that's just not what your first semester of college is gonna be so I just thought I would put that out there because I've seen this kind of be a unanimous opinion of a lot of um first semester college students that I am friends with and have talked to people that are on the softball team people that don't do sports people that are in um the band at my college like I I have a wide range of friends that I've talked to and people that work, people that are commuters and all that. And pretty much all of them have had the same kind of experience that are first semester students at the classes and just like the scheduling and how everything works is honestly a lot easier than what high school teachers made it out to be. Um, Also, college professors are a lot more approachable than high school teachers from what I have experienced so far. A couple of the things that I've asked my professors about in terms of just questions or trying to get things done um it's been so so easy to just get in touch with them they're at least with the professors I have they're they're very approachable the they have good communication with their students and it's just been a fantastic experience I know with a lot of my high school teachers it was very hard to approach them they would honestly get mad when you approach them or ask them questions at least for a majority of my teachers there were a couple that were exceptions to this But for the most part, a lot of them were just very intimidating and hard to approach. But with college professors, I'm kind of noticing the exact opposite, which is really, really nice to see. So I kind of just wanted to touch on that a little bit as like a college catch up portion of this episode, because I think this is really important that like college is not going to be like, you know, it's not going to be easy. I'm seeing that already just in two months. But it's definitely not, like, your first semester is not going to be, like, crazy, crazy. Like, it's not going to be what you see in the movies of people writing, like, four essays a week. And, you know, they have, like, this, like, three labs and this and that. Like, that's just not what your first semester is going to be, you know? Like, I feel like a lot of universities, colleges, whatever you call it I'm trying to say both because I know people get confused um but um honestly at least at the university that I attend um 
they really try to do a good job at getting their students immersed in the different activities and programs that um, the college has to offer and also just trying to get you acclimated to campus and just college life in general, which has been really, really nice. And um, I feel like I have already acquired so much more knowledge that I wouldn't have without having been here for two months. So um, again, my experiences definitely do not apply to the vast majority because again, I'm only one person. There's a million colleges out there and most likely you're not going to be going to the same university college that I'm attending currently. So um, I, I think it really just depends on what um, like college you end up going to that will definitely dictate your experience. But at least at the college I'm at, it's been a pretty good experience so far. Like I said, I've already learned a lot, especially my public speaking class. I feel like my own speaking abilities have already improved so much. I used to always use a bunch of fillers and I feel like I have been doing better at not using so many in my speech day to day which is really nice I also think that I'm speaking with more clarity than I did in the past I was also the type of person that used to stumble a lot when I spoke I would try to either speak super super slow or I would just zoom through everything I have to say and I feel like in this episode I am doing that a little bit but I think that's because I know that there was a lot of stuff that I wanted to catch you guys up on and I didn't want to make this episode an hour long because I knew that that would just drag on everything that's happened but for the most part the public speaking class has been super beneficial. I really have learned a lot. And being a good speaker does make you already in itself make you seem more credible. And I've always wanted to be a good speaker because the areas of interest that I have for possible careers and just majors and all of that, I'm going to have to be a good speaker. And it's obviously a lot easier to speak into a phone than it is to speak one-on-one or to speak in front of a class. But I feel like just having that practice in a setting of a gen ed class where everyone has to take speaking emphasis type classes that's what that's what they call it at my college they call them speaking emphasis classes and we have to take three of them so public speaking is one of the ones that I am taking and I'm so glad that I took it genuinely like taking it my first semester too I feel like will only boost all of the other speaking projects and things that I have to do for the rest of my time at college so yeah that pretty much sums up the rest of what I've been doing since then. Um, I'm not really going to talk much about reading because I'm going to be quite frank with you. I think I've only read two books since I've been here and I'm on my third right now, which is Cricket Kingdom, which I'm so excited for. Very nervous for, but excited. So that's all I'm going to really touch on about reading because there's really not much to touch on. So... Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's all I have to catch you guys up on. I am really glad that I did this episode because it's just really nice to have a sit down and be able to kind of form like a connection here, which is really nice. I want you guys to know that I am a human being too and that even though I'm sharing my experiences of success and growth and navigating different emotions that I do have periods of time too still where everything's not going to be perfect. 
And these past few months have shown that. I've been dealing with a lot adjusting to a new environment, but I'm finally starting to figure things out and navigate it in a way that I can make sense of it all, which, you know, it takes time, obviously. I didn't post podcast episodes for a while for a multitude of reasons, but now that I'm finally starting to get back into a place where I have time to um, adventure into my interests, I'm picking back up this podcast and I hope that I can continue to post. Bi-weekly is my goal. I'm going to try to post every other Saturday because I think that that is something that I will be able to attain to throughout the rest of the um, fall semester here. I will probably be posting updates on my TikTok and Twitter if anything about uploading scheduling changes but for now just assume that I will be uploading podcast episodes every other Saturday. All right everyone well that is pretty much everything that I have been up to since June. And I was able to sum that all up into basically 40 minutes of talking, which is honestly quite impressive, considering that June was four months ago. Almost five at this point. Um, Yeah. I, like I said a little bit, I was touching upon it in the last little section, but I will be trying to upload new podcast episodes every other Saturday. I'm not 100% sure what I'm going to make my next episode yet, but if you do have any suggestions, feel free to comment under any of my tweets on Twitter, or if you guys see a podcast upload on my TikTok, please feel free to put any suggestions. I'm willing to talk about anything. I do have a couple ideas in my notes, but I'm not 100% sure if I want to talk about them yet. I might want to do a little bit more thinking about those certain topics before I truly sit down and record them. So if you guys have any suggestions, like I said, feel free to leave them on my social media. If you guys don't have my social media, my TikTok and Twitter are both the same name as this podcast, Lunar Unfiltered. Um, I, again, I figured it would just be a lot easier to keep the same name for all of my social media because I feel like it makes it easier to navigate everything that I'm on. So if you guys want to check out my other social media platforms, TikTok and Twitter is basically it. I have a personal Instagram, which I don't feel like sharing, but maybe one day I will. Um, And that's about it. Thank you guys so much for watching this episode. Um, If you guys haven't seen the other episodes that I posted back in June or May, you guys can feel free to take a listen to those. Uh, I talk about in those episodes, one was in relation to my injury when it first happened, and then some other ones just relating to certain topics that really affect you mentally. And then I also talked a a little bit with political discourse in one of my episodes as well. So thank you guys so much for watching. If you guys have any suggestions, again, please feel free to leave them on my social media. I will gladly be taking any suggestions. I hope you guys have a great week coming up and a wonderful November. We are slowly getting closer to the end of 2022, which is scary to think about that we are almost in 2023. (laughs) Have a good day, everyone.